K-Pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. And I'm Tay. And we're going to just jump right back into this story. Um, we're finishing it today. Well, you know. We're catching up we're today. We're g- being completely caught up with said fic. Yeah. Um, last I spoke with the author, Pale Blues on Wattpad, all caps P4LEBLUES, they said that they were close to finishing it. I've gotten notifications that they've updated new chapters uh, since we started it, so I don't know if they are finished or not, but regardless, we will be caught up after this episode. So if I recall correctly, the last one, they were planning their break into heaven, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, let's let's begin. We need Spanish names. Ah, yes. Who do you want to do? Or we're not done with BTS. We're um, not done with BTS. Okay, then I'll I'll do Yungi. Okay, and I will do Hobi. I'm I'm a little nervous because I have a few names in my head, but I'm pretty sure I've used them already. Mm. So I'm a, we really need to compile that list. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that we're aware. We haven't um, we haven't done very many male idols. I know, but I still feel like because we did eighties and that's like eight members. We did. Did we do all of them? I don't. We did at least four. My God, I don't. Yeah, because it happened when we were reading like the one shots. Hmm. I think. Oh, and then we also do Monster X. Some of them. You know? <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. We need to compile the list. Okay, I think I'm going to go with Miguel for Yungi. And I think I'm going to go with Ruben for Hobi. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't want... See, my first thing was like Mario or Mauricio. I was thinking Antonio. Like, yes, but we've used Antonio yeah. last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I I think I think Ruben is nice. Yeah, yeah, that fits him. Suave mm-hmm. and Hobie suave. Hobie is the honorary Latino, if you didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so this is chapter twenty, and it is Mian's point of view. The queen. There's a trigger warning for nightmares. Ah. So. Fair warning. Mian wandered deeper and deeper into the seemingly endless garden, the sounds of various animals residing in the forest getting louder. The further she ventured, the thicker the trees became, blocking out the sun's rays. What? I don't know. You mentioned garden and animals, and I just thought, like, forget what's her name? Um, from Enchanted? Ella? Yeah. <laughs> no, her name's not Ella. Enchanted. I think. The one where she's like a cartoon and then she comes to life. Her name's not Ella, in it, is it? Well, anyway. Well, no, it's either like, Ella or like Anastasia. It's not Anastasia because Anastasia is her own princess. <laughs> it, well, regardless, I'm thinking of the, of the, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she continued as if she was being pulled forward on by a string, stepping over roots and creatures who lay fearlessly in her path, not afraid of her. After a while, the things she saw grew more and more out of the ordinary. The normally green foliage was growing in brighter and more unique colors, and faunas she had never seen before made themselves known by appearing behind the trees, watching as she stumbled onwards with curious eyes. Oh. 
millennia out there and just now new things are coming. The trees opened up into a clearing. A small river ran through it, and she saw beautiful glowing plants blossoming in front of her. In the middle of the clearing, there was a tree. The tree was slightly smaller than all the others. It looked dull and boring compared to the other plants surrounding it. Its leaves a plain shade of green. A few fruits hung off its branches, the fruits juicy and deliciously ripe. But Mia noticed something that made it stand out from all the others. On the tree, curled on its branches, was a snake. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The snake was a striking emerald green with eyes as red as rubies that shone with malice. Its movements were slow and lazy, but Mia knew that it could strike faster than she could ever react. Her body disobeyed all of her rational thoughts as she strode towards the tree, her feet moving without controlling them. The snake locked its eyes on hers, its unblinking stare pulling her closer until she was directly in front of it. "'You know you want it,' it whispered in her mind. "'And you can have it. All the knowledge in the world. All the power you could possibly have. The only thing you have to do is take one bite of the fruit.'" "'Haven't we been through this before?' (laughs) Mian reached her hand out, grasping the fruit in the palm of her hand and ripping it from its stem. "'Take a bite!' (laughs) Scare me. <laughs> My yawn? Yeah. <laughs> Hypervigilance, there's a snake. I thought, I thought. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, I thought the story scared you, oh, gave no. you a fright. I'm like, Camille, we, we know this story. <laughs> Take a bite. This That's not the right tone at all. No, no, no. <laughs> Take a bite, the snake tempted. Just one little bite and the world is yours. She lifted the fruit to... The, Wow, I just lifted all over that. that (laughs) Mm -hmm. She lifted the fruit from her mouth and took a bite. Her lips burned when they came in contact with the fruit, but she swallowed it nevertheless, the sweet taste taking over her tongue. But it began to burn. She looked down at the remainder of the fruit in her hand and almost threw up. The perfect fruit had shriveled up into a dry, rotten lump in her hand. Oh. All around her, the plants began to wither. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Are you stress-holding your Jungi photocards? I don't know, my, I feel really busy right now, mm. or I feel like I I don't know, I just need to hold things. <laughs> should be holding RJ. Oh my god, that's what I meant to do. <laughs> Why did I put him up? Can you reach for him? So I got the RJ plushie, like TM, the RJ plushie, <laughs> it came in the mail today, and I've been clutching it for emotional support all day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue, I'm very fascinated right now. Yeah. Time skip. What? Or it's more likely like waking up from a dream. Oh. (laughs) No, 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 Mian screamed, her eyes flying open. She found herself sitting in her favorite place, leaning against a large tree. The sun was high in the sky, and the multicolored birds flew above her head. It was just a dream, Mian. There's nothing to be afraid of. There isn't anything hiding in the garden. She rubbed her eyes, regaining her regal confidence. She was already used to having nightmares plaguing her dreams every time she dared to close her eyes. But this one felt so real. So it was a dream. Yeah. Okay. Mian brushed her thoughts away and spread her wings, flying above the trees and towards the exit. Although she knew that it was just a dream, she couldn't settle her curiosity. What if it's really there? Let's begin the tour, your highness. Mian entered the building where the fledglings' classes were held, following the elder angel. One thing she loved about being queen was that she had the chance to visit everywhere in heaven and meet angels of different ages who represented different circumstances. It kept her sane. And here we have the youngest group of fledglings learning to fly. The elder said, leading her to a room where tiny angels were stretching and flapping their wings. 
She waved at the young angels, who waved back with huge smiles on their faces. We are currently having a few small classes of fledglings in the building. The class your highness will be entering is very unique, and I believe when you enter, you will know why. She led her into a room where the class was supposed to be held in. Instead of the angels sitting at their seats and paying attention, loud shrieks and squeals could be heard from the classroom. (laughs) Okay. Whenever I hear the word, or hear the word, whenever I read the word shrieks and squeals, I think of pigs. Like, (laughs) not really angels. Yuna was zooming around the small room with speed and pinpoint precision, knocking everything and anything in her way. A fledgling with a small stature and long, curly brown hair was lying on her back on the floor, laughing hysterically at another young girl, trying in vain to stop the flying fledgling by throwing random objects at her, which she easily dodged. The elder cleared his throat. If you'll excuse me, your highness. Fledglings, I will have order in this classroom. Yuna, sit down. Cherion, get off the floor. Leah, that face is breakable. Don't throw it. Too late! (laughs) The loud sound of China face breaking into pieces filled their ears. Mian found herself giggling at the fledglings' antics before slipping away and out of the building. She had somewhere else to be. I thought that was the class that she was observing. (laughs) All of a sudden, she has somewhere else she needs to be. She doesn't get to enjoy herself. She's evil. (laughs) Your Majesty, a saint bowed, stepping to the side and allowing Mion to pass him. She nodded back, knocking the door and pushing it open with one hand, entering the huge library. Hey, Mark. The Archangel... Mark the Archangel? (laughs) Mark the Archangel? My dyslexia is really bad today. It's not... (laughs) Okay, it was happening... But that that, that is Mark the Archangel. That's a little... Yeah, Yeah. still... (laughs) The archangel glanced up and waved at her. He was sitting on a large table by the corner of the library, piled high with old scrolls, his hands splattered with ink. Your Highness! Mian pulled a chair over and sat at the table, picking up a random scroll and opening it up. Hell in heaven, a study? Why are you researching that, Mark? Hmm? He looked at it confused. I don't remember taking that out. It was probably just an accident. Mistakes happen, Mian agreed. Anyways, why did you come here? Not that there's anything wrong with visiting the library. Oh yeah, I was looking for you. Do you have any idea who attacked the angel Jungwoo or why? Mark rolled the scroll he was reading up and scratched his head, a tiny patch of black dyed by the ink on his hand appearing in his bright pink hair. I talked to him earlier and he said he couldn't remember much of it. I think he's still in shock. He did mention falling from the high place, though. Mion's eyebrows knitted together. Why couldn't he fly? I have no idea. Hi, Your Majesty. Mion inclined her head at the angel who entered the room. What may I do for you? You don't have to do anything for me, Yuna smiled. Just listen to me. You won't believe what I have to tell you. And that's the end of the chapter. Oh no! I hope Yuna doesn't disappoint me! (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's a fledgling, though. I know. She's probably all like, I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do do you remember what Yuna is? She's like the angel of light, I think. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember because I made the joke about like her smile, and I was mm. like, that makes sense. All right, chapter 21, Shua. They were going to heaven. Soyeon and Sujin had spent hours putting together all the information they could find on heaven and the dungeons of heaven. Minnie and Shua sat down together for a full day drawing a detailed map of the palace and putting together a plan to break into the dungeons. They were going to use a dangerous route to heaven. The route they had chosen was so difficult to pass through that no entity or being had used that way ever since the beginning of time when... Cain killed his brother Abel. So then, what makes them think they can do it now? <laughs> My brain went, ooh, raising Cain. <laughs> ooh, yummy. <laughs> they, were going to ven- 
they were going to venture through the land of Nod. The land of East... What? (laughs) (laughs) The land of Nod. Of Nod? No, N-O-D. Oh. So, okay. They were going to venture through the land of Nod, the land east of Eden. It was the land of travelers, of sinners, and of the monsters hidden from the rest of the world. But it also had a direction... Oh, but it also had a direct connection to heaven, if you knew where to go. She pulled the map out of the leather bag beside her, marveling at many small, neat handwriting and sketches. Shua, we have to go now. Where? I thought we were leaving tonight, Shua asked. Minnie peeked her head through the doorway. Soyeon said we need to see someone before we leave. She told me it's important. Shua looked around in amazement. It's so beautiful here. They had used a transportation method they had called an elevator to get to one of the lowest floors in Pandemonium. Unlike all the other floors, the elevator opened up to reveal a wide corridor that looked like it came straight out of a mortal storybook. The walls were made of dirt and dim lamps hung from the ceiling. Strange-looking plants grew from the walls, glowing and flourishing despite the lack of sunlight. Soyeon walked down the passage quickly, forcing Minnie, Sujin, and Shua to sprint to catch up to her. After a little while of walking, the passage narrowed down and forced them to walk in a single file. Where are you taking us, Soyeon? Sujin, oh. <clears throat> Where are you taking us, Soyeon? Questioned Sujin. Soyeon ignored the higher demon and continued, never losing her footing on the dirt floor, despite wearing heels so high that Shua's own feet ached when she thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <sighs> they eventually found themselves at a dead end, where they stopped, wondering what Soyeon would do next. Soyeon approached the dirt wall and knocked on the dirt six times. Shua was expecting something miraculous to happen. Would the dirt walls sprout plants or collapse to let us pass? Nothing happened. Is Soyeon finally going crazy? whispered Sujin to Minnie, who didn't respond. After several minutes, the dirt wall disappeared, revealing a secret room behind the soil. A male demon stood at the entrance, towering over Soyeon, and had seemingly no fear nor respect for Soyeon like the other demons in Hell did, looking at the ruler of Hell emotionlessly. A black silk eye patch covered one of his eyes, and he was missing an arm. His eyes shone under the dim candlelight as he stepped to the side, allowing them to come in. The wall of dirt came back up after they entered, sealing the only path that leads back to the elevator. The secret room was larger than Shua had expected it to be. The male demon swept past all of them, adding dried plants and a mixture of liquids from shelves so high that they touched the ceiling into a small cauldron suspended over a blue-purple flame. The rest of the room was decorated lavishly. Chairs made of gold and covered with silk stood randomly, and a large carpet with unique runic patterns inscribed on it covered the floor. The walls were painted hues of bright green, gold, and red, and the place was nothing short of grand. Soyeon exhaled through her nose. Yuta sure loves to keep things flashy. Oh. Okay. Minnie and Shua shared a look of confusion. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I called her Susan. (laughs) Minnie and Shua shared a look of confusion. I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay. Susan. (laughs) Confusion Susan. See, this is why we can't do late night recordings. We sound ridiculous. Late night, it's 7 p.m. <laughs> Listen, daylight savings. Yeah. Okay. Who is Utah? Is he the guy who met us at the doorway? Utah will be here shortly. Minnie, 
Whoa, that's right. Minnie's Thai. Minnie Yon Tararak, John Soyon, and So Sujin follow me. The demon said monotonously, walking away with quick footsteps. Okay, before I continue on, I just want to apologize for completely butchering Minnie's last name. I really did my best, but I am so sorry. I don't know anything about Thai pronunciation. Yeah. Okay. Minnie squeezed Shua's hand reassuringly. I'll be back in a sec. Shua nodded, sitting down on one of the many chairs and shoving her hands in her pockets. Her fingers wrapped around the little charm on the angel wings the archangel Dongyon had given to her before she was sent down to earth for the first time. You're the only one who can return to and from earth freely, and the rest will immediately return every night as soon as the sun sets. Just pull the wings apart like this, he demonstrated. Say where you want to go, and that's where you'll appear. Don't lose it. When the others had told her of their plans, she debated whether she should tell them about the charm. She could transport all of them to heaven without having to travel through the dangerous land of Nod. But she decided against it. Yeah, I'd keep that to myself. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Shua knew not to show them all her cards. Although she had grown closer to the other two, she had just met. She told herself not to trust them too much. This charm guaranteed her an escape plan in case things turned sour. Out of all the entities in the team, she was the easiest to get rid of. They already had an excellent guide in heaven, since Minnie still remembered her way around heaven with surprising accuracy. Sujin had killer instincts and physical strength that guaranteed them a relatively safer passage through the land of Nod. Shua didn't know much about Soyon, but her aura alone let Shua know that she was a force to be reckoned with. The fact that she was supposed to be the queen of heaven made it obvious that she was powerful. Shua, however, was a weak angel who hadn't even achieved archangel status yet. Is someone having second thoughts? A silky smooth... Oh, okay. Is someone having second thoughts? A silky smooth voice purred in her ear. Shua stiffened. The voice laughed. So you're the mole in the team, the voice continued. The imposter. She whipped her head around, looking around frantically for the being who spoke. Who's there? A demon suddenly materialized on the sofa opposite her. Who... Is there? Why don't you tell me? He disappeared and appeared again on the ceiling, walking serenely past a chandelier. He was wearing a tailored black and gold suit and a simple necklace hung from his neck that shone strangely despite the lack of bright light. Realization dawned on her. You're Yuta, she said. The owner of this place? He cracked his knuckles and vanished. I wouldn't call myself the owner, his voice echoed. I'm more like the caretaker of this place, although Taeyang probably takes better care of it than I do. He appeared once again to her right, sitting next to her. He was holding Shua's charm between two fingers and was examining it curiously. Oh my gosh, I'm stressed. (laughs) Okay. Hey, that's mine, Shua cried, trying to snatch it back from the demon. Yuta just laughed, holding it even further out of her reach. This was created in heaven, wasn't it? I haven't seen something crafted from heaven's forges in a thousand millennia. Shua raised an eyebrow. How about this? She reached over and yanked the necklace off his neck. This is heaven made. He didn't make any attempt to take it back. A tinge of red appeared on his otherwise pale cheeks, making his chin-length white hair stand out even more. This is different. It has, it's been in hell for so long that it has lost its purity. I haven't seen a necklace like this before. Where did you get it from? Did you steal it? <laughs> he shook his head. Someone gave it to me a long time ago. Someone very dear to me. Yuta cleared his throat. Taeyang will be done with your friends soon. Come with me, Angel. There is something I think you should see. There was something about this demon that interested Shua. 
Part of her wanted to wait for Minnie and the rest to return, but the other part wanted to follow the mysterious demon. She glanced at the necklace in her hand, noticing the little pendant attached to it. The pendant was shaped in two entwined W's. Shua got off the chair and hurried after Yuta's receding figure. Wait for me. And that's the end of the chapter. I know whose necklace it is. Win-win. Oh, oh no. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> oh, it was legit like, oh, you said it, and then I had a moment of like, yeah, I like and then it was, happen. then it hit me like a truck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh no, that's so sad. Wait, okay, I know what Taeyong looks like, but I need to like refresh my memory on what Yuta looks like. Aww. Mm-hmm. Very a very good choice of um outfit. The imagery in that yeah. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the, the hair color choice as well. And I see he does have long hair. Well, I don't know if this is current. But <laughs> anyway. That, that's it. Yeah. We're caught up. So we're going to be taking a break from this since yeah. we pretty much have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is November, which means it's BTS lockdown month. <laughs> mm-hmm. So next Saturday, you can expect a BTS episode. Yes. Probably with a... Sh- well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not going to make any promises right now. Just know that it will be BTS. A few authors responded to me from, like, messages from a long time ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I think we might have some new work to dip our toes into. Nice. Yeah, so um, look forward to that. And I'm kind of upset that, like, um, we're caught up now. Like, I'm happy, but I'm sad because now it's like we have to wait. Oh, for like true. Yeah, Um, and it's really getting good. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah. If you'd like to talk to us, you can find us on our social medias of Instagram and Twitter at Talk, all lowercase, all one word. And if you like... What am I saying? <laughs> and we also have a YouTube channel where we do comeback reviews, album reviews, and whatever other K-pop content we feel like putting out, and that is kpop.com. The dot is spelled out. Please be sure to rate us five stars on any listening platform that allows you to. Yeah, that would help us out a lot. And with that, thanks for listening to another episode of K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Tay. Bye. Bye.